The second straight year, Boston College earns a bowl game, but will not attend a bowl game because of COVID. Today, we're going to talk all about the military bowl and everything that happened on Sunday. All of this and more on today's Locked On Boston College. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Boston College. Today's episode is brought to you by Sonos. Sonos is the official sponsor of ESPN College Football. Go to Sonos.com to learn more. All right, so here we go. On Sunday, Boston College um, and ECU were scheduled to uh, have a game on Monday, and we got the news early on Sunday that the game was going to be canceled. Now, I have to say, I I got a notification on Sunday evening, like really, really early. Uh, that this game was going to be canceled. Someone had said to me, hey, you know, I got someone in the band and they're saying that the game's not going to happen. And boom, it, I was like, yeah, it's going to it's going to happen. I, You know, they were just practicing yesterday. Well, 40, 40 players were out causing Boston College to cancel the game. And uh, that, that basically ECU fans, we'll, we'll get into that in a little bit too. But I'm joined by Mitch Wolf, who's going to talk to us to preview the game, but he's here to talk about something else. Mitch, how's it going? Yeah, I mean, I was planning on uh, driving tonight at least halfway to uh, Annapolis to go to the game tomorrow, but uh, now I'm not. And uh, it's kind of nice because I have a day off of work tomorrow that I planned, and now I can kind of run some errands to get all that stuff done post-Christmas. But yeah, I mean, this uh, this kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah, it does. I mean, I have to say, my wife's birthday is tomorrow. So I, mean, I, I kind of got out of, out of jail a little bit here because she was like, <laughs> I took day off from work and you're watching football all day. Yeah. So I got, I kind of got myself out of jail, but that's not the point here anyways. So Sunday morning, the, 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 the news leaks out from Brett McMurphy and the usual, the usual gang of suspects that get, uh, get uh, uh, to, to give credit. I think it was a guy. I'm not sure exactly where he works, but he, uh, he, I think he's an ECU beat writer for some oh, Steven Ingo. Steven. Yeah, that's it. Yep. Okay. Yep. Just wanted to give proper credit to, you know, beat, beat guys and all that. Yep. And, He's saying, you know, the, the buzz started coming that BC was going to cancel the game, that they had too many COVID cases on, on campus, and boom, it, it's gone. So, Mitch, what was your initial reaction when you heard the news? Uh, I mean, I think I think you sent it to me, and I was just like, wait, seriously? Because um, it's just like, it just it's just annoying. Um, and I think that's, and we'll get into it a little later, but that's why so many ECU fans were upset that you know, you do make these plans to go to a game and, you know, for BC, you know, this was kind of an opportunity to, for lack of a better term, like kind of cleanse the demons that plagued a big, uh, big part of the season, just with injuries and the flu. Um, you're hoping that you can kind of have this good bowl game and, you know, use that as a springboard into a good off season and then to a good 2022 season. And, you know, now it's just kind of just doesn't happen. And, you know, it's kind of like last year where they didn't go to a bowl game, um, in 2018, their bowl game got canceled a quarter into it. So it's just kind of a, a long running, almost a bit at this point where BC just can't play a normal bowl game. Yeah. So I mean, that's so just, let me, just, it's just annoying. So let me go over what the seniors that are graduating have gone through in terms of bowl eligibility. 2018, the first responders bowl is canceled due to lightning. That was the game in uh, Texas against Boise state. First game 2019 slash 2020. I think it was actually in 2020, wasn't it? Um, 
that was the game Richie Gannell was coaching because Steve Adazio got fired and BC mm-hmm. ran into Cincinnati, who was on their ascension into a playoff team. Not you know, to mention a two hour lightning delay. Yeah. And a lightning delay on top of that. Totally forgot about that. 2020, they didn't play because Halfley didn't want to, you know, force the players to stay in COVID regulations anymore. 2021 COVID outbreak. And that's not even including, I think it was 2017, which was the, the ice bowl at the pinstripe bowl against. I Iowa. was, Yep, I was there. Um, I've never seen this before, but uh, in our stands, the beers that we had froze. Uh, <laughs> it was that cold, and I think I think on that field they had the. Um, oh man, it's like a it's like a '40s NFL championship story where the players switched cleats at halftime because they switched they switched from cleats to sneakers so they could run on the ice that was on the field. Um, but yeah, again, another like BC has just not played a normal you know sixty minutes decent weather bowl game since 2016 uh, since the quick lane bowl in 2016 yeah yep. patrick tolls in uh, yep. detroit yep. yeah so it's it's been a it's been a process and it, it i think all in all the the biggest story to come out of this is not the ecu fans griping and moaning about it we'll get to them in a moment um it's it's the seniors from boston college the guys that have been part of this program for years that wanted to leave you know on their own terms to get a, a chance to play to get a chance to to um you know, get that last win and to host a trophy with Jeff Halfley. It sucks. This is the second year in a row that they're going to be kind of held out of that. And, you know, you look at what they did and I'm not going to get into the specifics of COVID, but I don't know. It just seems to me that, you know, these players, they, they're all vaccinated. You're at Boston college. You have to be vaccinated. They're at a hundred percent vaccination rate. They, they, you know, they had been following protocols all year long and then boom, all of this crap hits them. It just seemed like a really lousy way for a lot of these players to end it. Yeah. I mean, I, maybe, maybe you won't get into it. I will. Um, like you said, hundred percent vaccination rate. I have to imagine that a lot of these kids got their booster shots, but you know, this Omicron variant seems to be the biggest problem right now. And again, it doesn't seem to be the biggest issue in terms of severity in terms of, uh, you know, hospitalizations and deaths, but it just seems extremely contagious, which, you know, if you get flagged on that, it's not a matter of which variant you have. It's just a matter of if you get flagged for the, uh, you know, COVID positive, but you know, it's, I, I have to, you know, a lot of people have been like, Oh, like BC relaxed their protocols for COVID, you know, just a few days before their bowl game. And based on how they've handled the last few years, that just doesn't make any logical sense to me why they would do that. And that's why I don't think they did make any changes. I think that this Omicron variant is just very strong in terms of how it is contagious. And, you know, I don't think BC relaxed their protocols. You know, there were a few events that the BC team went to. I would, uh, one was a tour of a few museums in, in Washington, DC, which I assume, and I think you said were private tours, a, um, I don't know if it was an event, but a, a thing where they were making care packages for troops because the bowl is sponsored by the USO, which again, team private event. And their third event was a team private event. That was a dinner at a restaurant slash bar, you know, which like, you know, it's a team private event. So assumingly everybody there is vaccinated. Um, and a lot of them are boosted. So, you know, I think, I, I think it just seems ridiculous to assume that BC relaxed their protocols and that's what caused this COVID outbreak. And, you know, I've seen ECU fans say that I've seen even some BC fans say that. And I don't think that's the case. Yeah. And, that's to- and you just need to look at the, 
the incubation rate for COVID. It doesn't make any sense. Like the the one event that I saw that I was like, ooh, maybe BC shouldn't have done that was the USO event. Yes, but that was yesterday. Mm-hmm. If we followed any science from what's going on with COVID, you don't get COVID the day after something happens. And on top of that, it, you know, for the if we have ECU fans listening to this, because I know they're probably some of them are pissed off about this. Listen to what your what the ECU AD said. He's been talking about this with Pat Craft for days. This isn't a new thing. This is something that's been going on for a while. And so, you know, we'll get into the ECU piece of this, but this wasn't something that happened because they wrapped care packages with the USO. This had been something that happened. I don't know if it was when they got on the planes, before the planes. It just seemed like we just have to kind of get our perspective because the, as I just said, the ECU AD said that he had talked to Pat Kraft over the last couple of days to see if this game would actually happen. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's a big part of it too, is that, you know, it, it assumedly BC has been having, you know, some of these COVID issues for the past few days. And if they had canceled, you know, a few days ago before they got in the planes, if they had canceled today, they would have been getting stuff from people, ECU fans, you know, it's like, I, it doesn't matter whether you cancel the day before or a, a week before you're going to get, you're going to get uh, criticized, but you know, I, it, it is frustrating. And, you know, I just don't think that the COVID issue, it, it just, it's just happening to everybody. Like it's ha- like the NHL shut down because they just couldn't control it. And it's just like, all right, we're just going to pause. We're going to, you know, wait for it to kind of blow over. The NFL has kind of changed their protocols for, who is testing positive versus who is asymptomatic for all this stuff. You know, the NBA is trotting out some, you know, I mean, bench warmers is putting it lightly out in the court <laughs> recently. The NFL is doing the same too. Joe Johnson is um, playing for the first time in three years for the Celtics. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, all this stuff is just like, it's just affecting everybody in a, in a ridiculous way recently. And again, like luckily this variant doesn't seem to be the most severe in terms of hospitalizations and deaths. Um, but it's just spreading. And, you know, I think a lot of leagues are going to adjust to how this variant is affecting people and how they're, you know, testing positives and asymptomatics and all that. But yeah, I mean, like AJ, like you said, like it really does suck for the seniors, guys like Ben Petrula, um, guys who've been around this program a long time. Brand, I mean, even some of the guys who, you know, we kind of figured we're going to opt out like Alec Lindstrom, Zion Johnson, Brandon Sebastian, um, but guys, but guys like uh, Marcus Valdez or Brandon Barlow or um, yeah, uh, guys like that who have just been around Travis Levy, who have been you know stalwarts of this program. Through... Your favorite, Mike Palmer. Oh yeah, of course. Um, yeah, <laughs> goes the guys who have been you know stalwarts of this program. You know they've had their ups and downs as players, but you know they've touched it out through a coaching change, through a global pandemic, and you know they don't get a chance to kind of put a bow on their BC careers and objectively that just sucks for them. And it, it does suck for the ECU players as well. I'll for the ECU seniors as well. All right. In a moment, I'm going to talk about those ECU players and I talk about their fans specifically and some of the coaching staff, which hasn't done a very good job of keeping their mouth shut. So in a moment, we'll talk a little bit about that. This holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or even better than a candy bar. It's the Built Bar, filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat, and high in protein. You get the best of both worlds. It's delicious and healthy. With so many flavors, you'll have a hard time choosing. Will you have raspberry or brownie, cherry or chocolate, double chocolate, cookies and cream, or peanut brownie, or some of the specialty flavors? There's so many goods you have to try out. And there's marshmallowy treats around the holidays that are some of the best Built Bars I think I've ever tried. They're called the Built Bar Puffs. They're light, fluffy, and marshmallow through and through. 
you would never believe that these are actually protein bars. They just taste so good. Now, if you go to built.com, use promo code lot 15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, go to built.com, use promo code lot 15 and you'll get 15% off your order. This is Locked On Boston College. AJ Black here. We're talking about the cancellation of the bowl game. This is the second year in a row. Boston College is not going to be attending a bowl game. This one's a little later uh, in the in the season, uh, in the process, than it was before. At Boston College, obviously, was in Washington D.C. when they had to pull the plug. Now, BC is the third ACC team, one of three teams that has already canceled. So we had Virginia cancel on Sunday as well, and after Boston College canceled, we also heard about Miami, who canceled for the Sun Bowl. Now. Uh, obviously a team that could fill that ranks is ECU. ECU had five positive cases on their team, which they're uh, pumping their chests about being, you know, really good about that. And that's great for them. Good for them. Now, my biggest issue is not that it is uh, not even just their fans, but the first thing that popped on my screen when I was looking at this news was not the fans, not their podcasters, which we'll get to in a second was Holton Ayers, Ayers, their quarterback calling BC soft. And I want to get into this a little bit because I think it's absolute crap that ECU and their fans are are pulling this because BC, the players themselves did nothing. They had nothing to do with the decision being made. That was Pat Kraft. That was the ACC. That was everything above them. They had nothing to do with that. And they made decisions and, and the players had done everything that was asked of them. They were vaccinated. Many of them were boosted. This is a crappy situation caused by a variant of this disease that they couldn't have done anything about. And I don't know what ECU's testing policy is. I'm not going to get into that. But I thought it was absolute crap that they were doing that. And not only Holt Mailers, his dad, I saw on Twitter going nuts too, calling out everyone and everyone in between. It was just completely, it was asinine. It was unbelievably immature and completely um just selfish and stupid so i I just want to get i wanted to get this out because i've been sitting with this all day listening to these and i get that they're angry because they don't get to play but taking it out on boston college is is stupid and completely ignorant so mitch i don't know if you have anything you want to add to my rant but go ahead yeah there's a few angles i want to take with this and i think the first one i'll take is probably the most i don't know mature i guess so if you think back to when bc had the first responder bowl that got canceled because of lightning you saw some bc players uh kind of chirping at boise state for allegedly not wanting to play and that i think that's fine because it's the weather it's it's really out of everybody's control so you can kind of i think it's kind of you can do whatever you want like it's it's literally no it's nobody's fault but maybe god if you believe that um and so i think that is one thing and this today, you saw, like you mentioned, the Holt Nailers tweet about calling BC soft. Um, you saw some other ECU players say some things about BC being afraid to play ECU, a seven and five AAC team uh, that, you know, as the Boneyard podcast said, you know, kind of beat the teams they were expected to and lost to the teams they expected to as well. It's not like this was, you know, a world beater of a team. Um and, you know, I, 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 do, I do think ECU presented an interesting matchup for BC. I think, I, I think and, you know, I'm biased, you know, BC had a good chance of beating them, but I could have seen ECU beating BC as well. But the way that a lot of ECU fans reacted to this was, I thought, unfair and, you know, 
somewhat patently ridiculous. Um, you know, you mentioned Tolton Ehlers' father, who's the PA announcer for ECU football. He called out Alec Lindstrom for posting his um, declaring for the NFL draft statement pretty recently after the bowl game was decided. And I think a big part of that, the decision of that plate was um, the sickness and death of Alec Lindstrom's mother, which, you know, uh, Tolton Ehlers' father posted some tweet kind of calling out Lindstrom for having this statement paired so quickly. Of course, he didn't do the research and found out that the biggest reason why he opted, he was going to probably opt out of the bowl game was because of his mother's illness and death, and he quickly deleted the tweet, so that's one thing. But the other problem was that, um, you know, some of the BC players, and I, I honestly respect, I respect them for doing this, was coming back at the ECU players saying, like, listen, we would have beaten you on the field if we could play, and, you know, kind of ratio, allowing themselves to be ratioed on Twitter. Uh, because they couldn't really play the game because of these COVID issues. And, you know, you could kind of draw a connection between the BC players and their experience with Boise State and the first responder bowl and this. But there's a big difference between a game being canceled for weather and a game being canceled for a team having these COVID issues. I I, I think there's a big difference. And, you know, I I think that it's ridiculous to be making fun of – criticizing a team for having this COVID outbreak when again, they have done everything right to this point. And you've kind of mentioned this with the basketball team, they have done almost as much as they could to prevent these kind of things. But, you know, sometimes things just don't break your way. And, you know, there was the number mentioned, you know, 40 people, and that's not necessarily positive cases. It also takes into account opt-outs and transfers. And even with that, it's, that's probably still about 30, maybe 35 players out. And essentially it was a full position group, which, if I had to guess was either offensive line or cornerbacks. And I tweeted this earlier, like ask ECU fans, would you want to play a game where your entire offensive line or your entire cornerback room was out due to COVID? I don't think you would. So, you know, I would ask that, you know, maybe think of this, if the, if the proverbial shoe is on the other proverbial foot and, you know, maybe have some decency or compassion about this because, and I, you know, and and I'm not going to let BC fans get out of this either because I, I don't think any college football fan base would, um, kind of not react the same way ECU fans did. I think that a lot of fan bases, and this is kind of just how things are with sports in general, is that you know they might have come after the the other team for you know the same thing and reacted the same way the ECU fan base reacted. I hope that BC fans would be better, but I wouldn't expect them to necessarily. Um, so again, it, it is just kind of a crappy situation, but I think the ECU fan base handled this quite poorly, to be honest. Yeah, I think the the position it was Pete Thamel that tweeted that out. And if Pete Thamel tweets it out, it's as good as gold because, you know, Boston college is sending him the information, but he did tweet out that there, you know, the 40 players that were out and again, that to be specific, that wasn't all COVID guys. That was people that could be held out like Alec Lindstrom because of his mom or, or a a few other things like Zion Johnson. I had been told wasn't going to play because he was going to be getting ready for the NFL draft. So there was a few guys that were out for a few things. But the vast majority of that was because of COVID. Uh, well, uh, before, before you continue, I do want to address that because some some EC fans were like, oh, like, how could we not know that like some of these players were opting out? It's like that that is a strategical advantage that is that the program is decided to take. Like, like you said, we ostensibly knew that Zion Johnson was opting out. We were pretty clued into Alec Lindstrom opting out. We kind of assumed that Brand Sebastian might be opting out. The BC program does not need to release that information until, you know a few minutes before the game starts. That is a competitive advantage that happily done know, that it, for years. Exactly. And you know, if ECU could, could 
consistently produce NFL talent, I'm sure they would take that advantage as well. Well, I mean, I don't expect them to know that about Jeff Halfley because they, I, when I was on their podcast, they didn't even know who Phil Dracovic was. So that's, <laughs> um, that's kind of where they're at. So now just before we get into the third se- segment of the show, I want to talk about what college football should do moving forward to kind of address the situation. Cause I don't think, I think there's ways to address this as not just canceling everything that happens. And we'll get to that in a moment. But if you listen to our podcast last week, we had the Boneyard podcast on. Seemed like great guys. They were talking all about, you know, ECU. They talked to me. I mean, I, I was held on hold for their show. And I listened to them both say how oh, they just thought BC was going to get crushed by ECU. And I was like, okay, whatever. We'll talk about it. Um, and they seemed fine until they just started absolutely going bananas on Twitter at me. Uh, and I was like, all right, you guys want that. You guys want to play. We'll play. Um, and it started with them starting off with the tweet. BC is softer than Shaman Altra, which I responded with part of my French guys, but this is a bull ass take. And then it just went on from there. Then they said the biggest, I mean, this is pulled out of a certain playbook. I'm not going to get into it. The biggest pile of trash is the elitist in Boston pulling out of that game. The proper protocols were taken. BC knew they were going to get smacked. All right. So globalists are taking our bowl games. <laughs> yeah, basically that. I mean, it's like, oh, okay. That's the route we're going to talk about. I mean, I felt kind of guilty when I, when they asked me about when I was going to go to the bowl and I was like, nah, I got a, I got an infinite home and she's not vaccinated. So maybe they were just like, I'm sure they were thinking backwards, you know, like, oh man, he's, you know, he's not a, he's not like, you know, whatever. That's not going to get kids sick, but whatever. Um, and then everything I'm tweeting, these guys are going at me. So I want to apologize, first of all, to um, anyone out there that had listened to me talk to these dudes. So that was, you know, I try, I'm just going to put this out there. I try to um, screen out what podcasts I guess on or get guys on ahead of time since the Mizzou cast podcast. Yeah, so you're, you're over two at this season. <laughs> Oh no! Well, Louisville was good. I had a couple other uh, and not <clears throat> outside of the Lockdown Network. That's well, Louisville. Louisville was outside of Lockdown. Okay. That's my SI friends, so I, I knew them. But uh, yeah, zero for two because I had that Mizzou podcast. I'm sure you guys all remember that. You're one. zero for two out of conference. Yeah. So <laughs> I want to apologize because man, I know you guys. Some of you guys were going at these dudes, and they just actually went to bed because they just tweeted good night to everyone, but Boston College and their fans. Um, I'll say this they're 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 if they had just stuck with the first tweet where they said like at BC football walk the plank that's kind of funny because like that's yeah. it's like all right like we're upset that the bowl game isn't happening but you know COVID is what it is I think that was fine but after that they really kind of dove into some waters that a lot of people shouldn't be comfortable diving into but I digress yeah and um the things that they were telling me that BC was going to get beat by was a quarterback that threw 18 touchdowns to 10 interceptions don't really think in the AAC. I don't think that would have been this. This is the one thing that I, I do want to, I, I want to mention is like a lot of ECU fans were coming at BC for being a quote bottom feeder in the ACC. And like, listen, like I will stipulate like BC has not been that good in the ACC for a while, but you know, they had a winning record last season. They've been going to bowl games pretty consistently for the last, uh, you know, almost 10 years. A big part of the story about ECU getting this bowl game is this is the first bowl game they've gotten to since, what was it, 2014? Yep, seven years. Like, if you want to talk bottom feeders, like, this team recently up-jumped from Conference USA to the American Athletic Conference, and 
hasn't made a bowl game that any of their players on their team have been a recruiting class for with, with UConn on their schedule every year and with, <laughs> with an FCS school on their school on their yeah, squad. Every exactly. Year. They couldn't like, figure you, out four wins out of that. Like if you want to talk bottom feeder, like I mean, that, I mean, pot, pot calling kettle black glass or stones, glass houses, use whatever metaphor you want. Like you can't throw bottom feeder at BC who has been getting to bowl games in a power five conference when you are a, G5 conference who or G5 team who has not been able to figure out how to get six wins and get to a bowl game since the second term of the Obama administration. So miss me with that. Yeah, exactly. And so that's my last. And I'll say this. I, I hope I would, I would love for Pat Craft to hear this. Let's get Maine off this schedule next year. Let's get ECU and in and on on our um, non-conference schedule. Like let's settle. I do want to settle this on the field. Now let's get them on the non-conference schedule next year or in the very near future, please. Yeah, come on up to Boston. We'll we'll play. I, I think that that's fine. I mean, I'd love to see, you know, when you're when you're telling me that your your team has trouble with uh missing coverages and you're like, oh yeah, we'll just totally wrap up Zay Flowers. Go on, come out to Boston. We'll see how that goes. Now, in our final segment, Mitch and I are gonna talk about the state of college football in the COVID COVID-19 issue and what we think may be the next step for the conference uh, for the for the school for yeah for college football in terms of fixing this issue. But before bet online has covered this holiday season with more props, odds and lines than ever before, as football continues its March through the college bowl season in the college football playoffs, bet online remains your number one spot for all the sports room action this season, head to the website or use your mobile interface to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code locked on to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 21 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. So don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available. That's Bet Online, where the game starts. This is Locked On Boston College, AJ Black here. You, I am the editor and publisher of BC Bulletin, part of the Sports Illustrated Network. You can find me at bcbulletin.com. With me, I have Mitch Wolf. We've been talking about the ECU BC military bowl cancellation and we're now going to talk about what the what college football has to do as i mentioned in a previous segment three acc teams are already out of bowl contention because of covid protocols uva in the bowl game in at fenway is gone miami against sun bowl is gone bc against ecu is gone so that's three games the first the three of the first games in the acc uh, bowl selections are all out now, Mitch, I want to know your thoughts. What, what, where do we go from here? What, what, what do the leagues need to do? I mean, you know, we've said a lot of things tonight, and uh, I'm not an epidemiologist. I'm, you know, I have a master's of science, but it's in sports business, so it's not exactly in a medical field or anything. But th- I mean, this is a tough situation, and you know, we've seen the NFL, we've seen the NBA, we've seen the NHL take, you know, kind of vastly different approaches so far. And uh, I'm, I'm honestly not sure what they can do. You know, I think that. You know, a big part of this is that a lot of these a lot of these bowl games so far, like ostensibly don't really matter. Um, you know, these are low. These are you know middling teams playing exhibition games that don't necessarily matter for kind of historical purposes of college football. You know, if, if this does start to affect the college football playoff, I think that is extremely interesting to see how those teams, the NCAA and their respective conferences handle that. But, you know, I, I, I honestly just I think one of the funniest things is that. Um, 
the fact that Washington State, who had to fire a coach for not getting the vaccination, along with multiple assistants for not getting vaccinated, is now the team that is not necessarily affected by COVID in their bowl game is just the peak of irony in a you know season of college football that luckily hadn't been super affected by COVID relative to the other professional football leagues or professional sports leagues in general. But th- I think that that little piece is just a, a, a beautiful bit of irony that I think I'll appreciate for a long time. <laughs> and it's interesting with like a school like Boston college, right? I, we obviously don't know what the symptomatic versus asymptomatic issues are. And we don't get the whole breakdown of that. We never will. Um, but, you know, you hear about it in the NFL, you hear about it in the NBA that a ton of these guys that are vaccinated, it's all asymptomatic issues. So I, 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 you know, the NFL already ran this, this course, they're already going down the line of, you know, if you're asymptomatic and vaccinated, you know, your quarantine time is way shorter. You can come back much quicker and and whatnot. You got to think that the NCAA is going to be the next because you're losing all this money. And this is, this is supporting ECU too. Cause I know that this is an issue that supports everybody. Like you lose the bowl game, all conferences that are involved in that bowl lose that pot of money. They're going to start looking at that going, Hmm. You know, if, you know, BC had 30 guys that are, are positive for COVID, but 23 of them are asymptomatic. Can they play with that? And can they put in preventative measures? Like, you know, those guys have to wear masks or whatever on the sidelines, or, you know, they got to be separated in the locker room or whatever you do to make sure that they're safe. Is that what they have to do to keep these players going, to keep these games going? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, 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 yeah. I mean, the, the other part of this is that like college football is so decentralized with its power structure. Like the NCAA does have all this oversight, but they can't really force teams and conferences to really do anything. And obviously there's like this whole, you know, there's a whole bowl structure where like the bowls are like their own independent organizations. Like, I, I just think that they're, I think, I think it'll be interesting for the 2022 regular season. Um, which again, like there isn't that like stringent policy, a part of an overarching policy from the NCAA passed down because, you know, they have to deal with, you know, so many schools across different states with different rules and then private schools, public schools. And, you know, I, I just think it, it's, it's just so difficult for the NCAA to really, and this is part of the issue with the NCAA in general is that they really just don't have any actual power to, to, you know, pass anything that is binding upon their member institutions that the member institutions can't really find a way around. So, you know, I think that they'll kind of let this bowl season figure itself out. You know, maybe they'll make some changes for how the protocols are treated for the 2022 season. But, you know, you know, we kind of entered this bowl season thinking like, okay, like, you know, these bowl games, when we play, like there shouldn't be any problems. And, you know, now we're seeing bowl games canceled almost every day. So, you know, I mean, things could change by the time we get to the end of the college football playoff in the national championship. And they could obviously be very different even by the time from the time that the season is over to the time we get to the summer. So, you know, I, I don't I don't think it's wise to make any long term predictions or even sh- honestly short term predictions about how the NCAA is going to treat this. And obviously there's the whole issue of the NCAA being a ridiculous institution of itself so you know i'm not i'm not gonna try to make any hot takes about what the ncaa is gonna do in the coming months or weeks about you know covid and in it and an ever-changing global pandemic right and i i think you're right there mitch like it's hard to gauge i'm just thinking like you know with with basketball it just took one game 
for mm-hmm. that's yeah that is true yeah for basketball to just be like whoa this is wrong and they changed everything think of all the money they're losing from three bowl games already and they're gonna go oh crap we gotta think of a new way to look at this and because because you know the 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 protocols could be you know already antiquated i i don't even know because it's you know they're you know so vague and and hard to read that maybe the conference by 2022 is like okay this is what the new protocols are going to be boom 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 so all in all it's just a it's a crappy way to end the season uh, i think fans were waiting for one more game you wanted to see what phil Dracovic was going to do with a healthy hand we you know we've seen all those you know clips that bc football put on on twitter or social media you know we were hoping to see you know zay flowers for one more bowl game before next year we're not going to get any of that um and now we also we you know we lose the recruiting pitch to rutgers who can now say that they played in a bowl game that boston college did. sorry i had to put that in there listen i would love to i mean i think you said this too like send let let ecu play uh washington state in the sun bowl let them play let, i mean honestly kick rutgers out let wake let let's see how you let's see how uh you know, these ECU fans that think they're a national championship contender, let's see how they face against Wake Forest, who honestly I think would completely dice them up for probably some score like 56 to 17 or something. So, you know, let, let, honestly, get them to a bowl game. I'd like to see them play. Yeah, let them. And for a fan base that is empathetic and really compassionate, understands <laughs> what other people are going through, I really do hope that ECU gets to go to one more bowl game because the, their fans and, and their, you know, announcer and their quarterback – has shown that they really do, uh, you know, epitomize what men and, and women are for others is, is about. So, um, and and uh, to, to 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 hash this up, Mitch, where can people find you on social media? You can find me at Mitchell T Wolf W O L F E. You know, as the season is now over, we'll be jumping into our postseason recaps of. Uh, you know, BC season as to, you know, who was the most approved player, maybe who was the best player, you know, maybe we'll even rank uh, ECU's most prominent alumni of which I would imagine. Number one is a uh, retired porn star turned DJ. So maybe we'll get into that. <laughs> I, I'm all about that Mitch. And if you're a BCU fan that has listened to this whole episode, just because you want to hate me, you know, follow me on Twitter, AJ black underscore BC. And I'll make sure I mute you when you send me some, obnoxious tweet at me so thank you all for listening you can follow me on twitter at aj black underscore bc you can follow me on my site bcbulletin.com or if you really want to talk and hey ecu fans if you're out there head on over to maroon and gold forums and i'm sure there's some else uh um, self-hating bc fans out there that you could probably get along with uh head on over there too and you can sign up for a free account uh this is aj black uh locked on boston college we're gonna be doing this every day i'm gonna be transitioning more to recruiting and basketball um, hopefully basketball continues to play um, as we kind of get away from football but we'll be we, i'll still be doing football coverage i mean it's only like a month and a half until spring football starts so we'll be getting in all that here on the show thank you all for listening i hope you had a great and merry christmas and uh, we'll see you again tomorrow for another episode take care everyone <laughs>